Hello and welcome. Unfortunately, I've still been struggling quite a bit with my mental health. So that's that's why it's been a bit of a longer gap than than usual between episodes. I did have the thought to potentially make this episode focused on the fundamentals of being in the present moment and even perhaps explaining what the present moment is. Because often the teachings are extremely simple in that sense and I thought for any new listeners that I could perhaps um, perhaps go over the, the basics or basics understanding again but as I'm not feeling too too good at the moment I thought I would perhaps read some more of the power of now and I also have Muji's writing on water here as well. So I may read a passage or two from that as well. And hopefully in, in me recording this I can also help myself. As I haven't engaged in a lot of practice over the last week or so. So in the power of now, I think we've got to trying to think of the page. I can't remember the the page we've got into, but let's have a quick look here. So I think it was about a few weeks ago. Now I read from the power of now. And I've learned recently that Eckhart's second book called The New Earth perhaps may perhaps may be a better start to read from that book if you're new to the practice as it goes into as it goes into a a, I guess a linear sort of explanation about living living in this way whereas the power of now um, perhaps can be a bit direct so it all depends on, on somebody's preference what they would prefer so let's just have a look I'm just scanning through the power of now as as I'm talking I'm just aware that I don't want to read something that I've read in a previous episode and so I may just skip ahead a little bit. Okay, so I'll read from this section and it's on page 76. And the question is asked, how can we be free 
of this affliction. And affliction meaning unconsciousness, excessive thinking, or identifying with with our thoughts, which can often be negative thoughts or thoughts that create unease and pain. So again, the question is asked, how can we be free of this affliction? And Eckhart starts by saying, make it conscious. Observe the many ways in which unease, discontent and tension arise within you through unnecessary judgment, resistance to what is and denial of the now. Anything unconscious dissolves when you shine the light of consciousness on it. Once you know how to dissolve ordinary unconsciousness, the light of your presence will shine brightly and it will be much easier to deal with deep unconsciousness whenever you feel its gravitational pull. However, Ordinary unconsciousness may not be easy to detect initially because it's so normal. Make it a habit to monitor your mental, emotional state through self-observation. Am I at ease at this moment? Is a good question to ask yourself frequently. Or you can ask, What's going, in, what's going on inside me at this moment? Be at least as interested in what goes on inside you as what happens outside. If you get the inside right, the outside will fall into place. Primary reality is within. Secondary reality without. But don't answer these questions immediately. Direct your attention inward. Have a look inside yourself. What kind of thoughts is your mind producing? What do you feel? Direct your attention into the body. Is there any tension? Once you detect that there is a low level of unease, the background static, see in what way you are avoiding, resisting or denying life by denying the now. There are many ways in which people unconsciously resist the present moment. I will give you a few examples. With practice, your power of self-observation, of monitoring your inner state, will become sharpened. So that's the end of, of that small section. The next one is called Freedom from Unhappiness, which I, I may read in a moment. I thought I would just quickly go over this section here. So the main points I got from how can we be free of this affliction 
was the line of make it a habit to monitor your mental emotional state. And you can ask the question, am I at ease at this moment? Or there is the question, what's going on inside me at this moment? And the reasons these are good questions is because they prompt you to become conscious by simply asking the question. In order to answer that, you have to become aware. By asking yourself, am I at ease at this moment, you have to become alert and aware and perhaps feel your body is there is there unease here watch the thoughts going on is there unease in my thinking or is there an un, uneasy thinking happening so these are quite effective questions to ask yourself and he mentions about ordinary unconsciousness and deep unconsciousness as well. And he mentions ordinary unconsciousness may not be easy to detect initially because it's so normal. And some of the things I believe he refers to as ordinary unconsciousness is perhaps if we're going into story or judging things. It can be even something as simple. If it's if it's raining, we may call that bad weather. Oh, it's, it's really bad weather today. And on one level, you may feel that, oh, that's, that's too much, too much analysis. But when you are coming from the place of presence, then You, you can see these ordinary unconsciousness as, as madness as well. And if you were to say to somebody else, you know, it's nothing's good or bad, and so it may provoke a reaction because this type of unconsciousness is so normal, as Eckhart says. But these are the things where, where it can begin very in a very subtle way, even you know referring to the weather as bad. Because in the present moment, in in that space, nothing, there is just simply life unfolding. It's only our minds that label things good and bad, and often that could be. That can come from lots of conditioning, you know, throughout the whole of our lives. When it's raining, perhaps we've heard, you know, many people around us, our family, or it's really bad weather outside, or even if it's cold, perhaps they may refer that as, as bad weather, when really it just simply is. It just simply is. I was also thinking of making this a really... A long episode when I was going to go into some of the fundamentals of the present moment and I've made a audio quite a while back now it's almost um, you know it's almost coming up to 
into a year since I started recording, so it's quite surprising how how time has gone so quickly. But in my very early episodes near the beginning, maybe in the first you know two or three episodes, I've talked about the present moment and try to introduce it in a way for somebody who's not familiar with the practice. So maybe I'll leave that audio as it is, or maybe in the future I will make another similar one as a as a refresher to myself also. And one thing I want to also mention is that we Generally, our minds always want to learn more knowledge, more things. But this practice is not about accumulating knowledge. It's not about remembering things. It's about experience. It's about almost undoing. It's about letting go. Because often, you know, I can imagine people listening to these episodes and if somebody's in their mind, I can imagine after the first couple of minutes or the first 30 seconds, they, they may turn it off and think, oh, this is incredibly boring. You know, what is this person talking about? Um, or, you know, this person's repeating himself every episode. He's talking about the same thing. And to the mind... This can be extremely painful and boring. It's the last thing it wants to try and learn or know about. But for somebody who's who's experiencing the joy of the present moment, you can, you know, talk about it nonstop because it's it's you know it's always sweet, um, as Muji says. Well, Muji says the the fruit of the present moment gets sweeter and sweeter, but it never gets too sweet. And I, I find that's a, a beautiful way to look at it as well. When you are in the joy of being in the present moment, you never get tired of talking or hearing about it. You may get to a point when you don't need to hear about it to simply be in the present moment. But you never, you never get bored of hearing about it. So if you're, if you're one of those listeners who perhaps you may be thinking, oh, see, isn't this something that's mentioned in the last few episodes? Then uh, you're absolutely right. Each episode, I'm talking about the same thing, over and over. And the reason, you know. We talk about it because the truth is so simple. We may I may use different examples or metaphors, read from different books, from different spiritual teachers, but they're all pointing to the simplicity of the now. And to the mind, it's going to be extremely basic and boring and very unimportant as well, because the mind wants to accumulate knowledge it wants to accumulate status. It wants to, you know, make moves and do things, achieve. And 
this climate doesn't exist in the practice of being. And for those who perhaps have had that experience, you've listened to a little bit of, you know, this podcast or read a certain spiritual book and stopped reading and or turned this podcast off after a few minutes, then perhaps it's they're not in a in a space to to absorb or to practice or to step into the present moment. And I'm sometimes I feel like that myself. Um, and Eckhart and and I think Muji mentions that perhaps we need more suffering because without suffering then there'll be no urge to transcend the suffering. You know, if I, for example, lived a very successful materialistic life, then there's a good chance I wouldn't come across some of these teachings and there's a, a good chance I wouldn't have the urge to be free. I would simply be asleep in the material world. And there's nothing wrong with being successful, you know, with job and money, accumulate property. But as long as you're aware that nothing is yours, there is no attachment to them. That if you were to lose all of those things in one instant, you would know who you are. If you were to lose your successful job, suddenly you go bankrupt or lose all of that money, you would still be at ease with who you are. You would know who you are. Okay, so I'm still not feeling too good in myself. So part of that makes me question, you know, when I am talking and sharing, if I'm making sense, because it's often hard at this moment to talk even, to to use my mind to, to convey certain things. So I thought I would read a utterance from Muji's book and maybe if any words arise afterwards we can touch upon that as well. Okay, so I'll start by reading one of his entries. Beware of this feeling that there's something to do. Don't hold on to the sense of the person who must do something in order to be the impersonal. Quickly detect this as a fraud and throw it out. Keep quiet. Let the truth be revealed out of your stillness rather than groping for it. Stop pushing. Keep quiet. It is impossible to attain liberation 
whilst holding onto identity. So that's the one of the entries from Muji's writing on water. And you can almost sense the the emotion in this in this entry here. There's almost a strong encouragement that Muji is giving here. And I really relate to it, especially at the beginning. Be aware of this feeling that there's something to do. And this is, you know, as I've given examples of of how being in the mind and being in in awareness, they're almost, in some ways, they have very different values, very different. It's not quite polar opposite, but they're almost in different dimensions because they're so far apart. And Muji, you know, straight away is almost pulling a flashing light on the mind to say, you know, beware of this feeling that there's something to do because that is the essence of the mind. It's always trying to do something. And the doing could be thinking, trying to calculate, trying to plan, trying to process. It's always, you know, and it's saying here that be aware of this feeling because in, in the beingness, what Muji is saying, in the stillness, there is no doing here. There's nothing that needs to be done. And he goes on to say, don't hold on to the sense of the person who must do something in order to be the impersonal, which is a very eloquent way of what, what I was referring to. You ever see his words are written very gracefully. Because again, our minds look for, it attaches to our, our identity to us that I must do something. in order to become impersonal, in order to step into this undescribable space, this undescribable beingness. You know, don't use your identity to get there. Don't think, okay, you know, don't give it to your mind to think, okay, how can I get there? When it's, you know, using the wrong instrument. We use our mind for so many things to figure out and plan. Okay, you know, how can how can I resolve this problem? But Muji is saying, you know, don't use this. Don't use this person that we, you know, that we we've created for ourselves. Don't use this mind to get to this place of impersonal, a space where there where no person can get to. It's almost as if, if, if stillness, there's a door there 
the ego wouldn't fit through it. It can't get through that place of being in stillness. You have to let go of your of who you are in order to experience the nothingness. And then he goes on to say, you know, quickly detect this as a fraud and throw it out. So if you're in your own practice, if you're, you know, if you detect a feeling of person there, a feeling that somebody's trying to do something, Muji is saying, throw this out immediately. This is not the right way to go, to get, to feel that inner peace. And he says, keep quiet. And he mentions that twice. Keep quiet. Let the truth be revealed out of your stillness, rather than groping for it. And again, that's the nature of the mind. It wants, you know, if you give something to the mind, it wants to know everything about it. It wants to conquer it, achieve it. To say, yes, I'm here, I'm, I've done it, you know. But this is not how the truth works. Let the truth be revealed out of your stillness. And isn't that such a fresh way of, of being? Because we're so used to, you know, attaining, working towards things, you know. But this is, this is saying that in your stillness, let it be revealed to you. And it's such a different way of, such a clear way of, of saying that this, this can't be achieved in our minds. And Muji confirms this by saying, it is impossible to attain liberation whilst holding on to identity. And the identity is the sense of me. Me with a history, me with a form, a human form, me with emotions, judgments, thoughts. Another way to look at this is if you if you are strapped to a, a, a very heavy weight at the bottom of the ocean, no matter how much you would try and swim, you wouldn't be able to move. You wouldn't be able to make you wouldn't be able to make any progress. And the same here, it is impossible to attain liberation whilst holding on to identity. And in this example, the, the weight that's holding you down at the bottom of the ocean there is the identity. The identity is taking you down a certain path and liberation is down another path. You know, you can't go down liberation whilst holding on to your identity. They are 
completely separate. And when Muji mentions, you know, let the truth be revealed out of your stillness, you're, out of that awareness, you'll begin to see certain truths, that there, are, there is space for thoughts, there is space for feelings. But you'll be aware that thoughts, feelings, you know, enjoying things, these are all happening within consciousness within this inner peace. You know, nothing's covered up. Um, and there'll be no confusion in that as well, you know, where, it's, where it won't be the case of where we are in our minds and our, in our identities and we're trying to find liberation. You know, as musicians like the fish trying to find the water, you know that that's what it's like if you're if you're in your mind but within when you're in your stillness then you'll you'll be able to see the beauty of the mind you'll be able to you know even enjoy the mind but you know that you are not the mind which is the source of suffering you know, having an identity, a separateness to the oneness that is. Okay, so I'm going to bring this uh, episode to a close. Feeling quite tired, actually, as well. Um, but one thing I'll say is I'm really grateful I have this outlet because this is helping me. tremendously so I'm grateful for that as well so this this becomes a good excuse to record you know perhaps some more episodes if I'm able to um, to as well as you know if it does help anybody else with their practice then that's great and and also it helps helps myself as well thank you for joining me for today's episode if you would like to support this podcast there are links in the description so you can see those in the description below and i wish you well on your journey i wish you well in this in this moment that we share and i'll speak to you again very soon